Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning. 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 You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Kill them. They hacked into their minds. He's everywhere. Nowhere. I will find him. And I will kill him. You never talk about your past. I don't remember much. Just fragments. There was an attack. You were dying. We saved you. And now you save others. Everything they told you was a lie. You had a family. Remember that. But I... What a beauty you are. What do you want from me? They did not save your life. They stole it. How many were there before me? She was supposed to have a clean brain. I order you to terminate. They created me, but they cannot control me. What's up? You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y. Hey. My name's Isat Nunez, and this is my first time. And it's Sylvia Mraz, and I think this is my second time, which I'm very excited for. <laughs> And in today's show, we'll be talking about anime versus the live-action movies and comics versus the live-action movies, too. <laughs> so our first thing we'll talk about is all about the animes versus live-actions. And today we'll be talking... No, right now we'll be talking to... Talking about, I mean, Ghost in the Shell. So let's start from, let's start from basics. Things missing from the anime, obviously. So, a few characters at the moment. So, I think at the moment right now, which, like, you know, the franchise coming out and all, people mm. don't really know and stuff like that. Like, oh, the movie was great and all, and, but, it's like, but they don't really know the manga or the actual book in some cases so and stuff like that. if I remember correctly, there was an android that they had missed in the movie and in the actual live action in the anime movie there was the android but the thing is it didn't show up in the actual movie and some people were like oh okay but actually that was a really big detail that nobody really knows about 
So there was that. And then there was another scene in the movie, in in, in the anime, but that wasn't in the movie. It was a payphone scene that uh, where the ghost actor, the puppet master, had left all his trading cards under the payphone and another man went to retrieve them but the thing is is that since it's all futuristic they replaced it with bluetooth so there was that but i guess it was kind of a good thing you know all futuristic and all bluetooth but i still think it was a very important scene that could have been in there and things that were added in a good way and a bad way payphones were replaced with bluetooth which we were discussing right now which is good way you know futuristic and bad way it was there for a trademark and then the billboards especially the billboards is what i wanted to talk about um where it was just like regular billboards you know 1970s doesn't really matter billboards but they replaced it with holographics which when i saw the movie i actually really liked it they were very pretty and futuristic but still i would have liked it that old touch you know so they like kind of made it fit in because you know how the main character is like an android an android just like oh my god let's just like put in some holographics because you know futuristic future let's do this and stuff <laughs> like that it's like but i really thought they were pretty because they were like all moving and stuff like that with the people and i'm just like this is this is good that was a good nice touch to adding to that and then oh yeah a few plots I don't, I don't really think I saw it in the movie, but then again, there was m- more movies that I didn't get to see, but so I saw the very first one, and it's like, I didn't get to see where she, w- where she had go- to go into the body of a little girl. I didn't see that, and I'm just like, well, oh, there's a plot scene that I didn't get to see. Like, what happened to that? That and the other droid that I was talking about, she was supposed to be female. The droid that they replaced her with was a male, that apparently she said she had a family, but I'm not very sure about that. But I'm pretty sure that wasn't a plot, but still a nice touch to add to the movie, you know, details and uh, very good plot points. And then there's the choice of act, the choice of acting for the Ghost in the Shell. Oh, that literally just <laughs> everyone just like when they saw the trailer for this movie when it was before it came out, everyone's like, oh, that's whitewashing. Why did you do that? Just like, but it wasn't whitewashing. She's she's an android. She doesn't have an ethnicity. Yeah. Just, yeah, but then again, there's the down-to-detail fans. I'm just like, that's that's understandable and all. But it's like, still. Because Scarlett Johansson is a really good actress. Especially her play, her uh, roles in Lucy um, and Black Widow, especially in action scenes. So I would understand that, but just still. I still uh, didn't... I still felt a little hurt, you know? Uh, you know, if you see a good actress playing in a good in a good lead for action, then you would assume. But still. And then oh yeah. Uh back on spot on actress choices, Scarlett Johansson. Really really, really good. Like good. Yeah, she's she is a good actor. Yeah. Especially uh for um yeah, Moko Mokoto Kusinagi. Oh my goodness, that was a mouthful. And then, oh yeah, right, uh, fans' reactions, whitewashing controversy, and so like that. Yeah, like many fans were like kind of angered, like, oh my god, you like, put a white person who was supposed to be an Asian, but she's an android. There's so, no, yeah, like there was no reason. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, like, yeah, that's what got to me the most. So, yeah. Yeah. And then next, we'll talk about Attack on Titans. After this, the song.
その日人類は思い出した奴らに支配されていた恐怖を鳥かごの中にとらわれていた屈辱を奪われた土地を取り戻すためこの栄えある作戦を遂行するために心臓を捧げよう心臓を捧げよう巨人は不死身じゃない後頭部より下うなじにかけて大きく損傷すれば再生することなく説明する巨人殺しの英雄敷島隊長最も有効なのは立体起動装置世界は残酷ありだ勝ち目なんかねえんだよ本当の敵はな巨人じゃないこの世界の真実を知りたいんだ Guys, that was the trailer for Attack on Titans, and the song was called Inner Universe, which was the opening to Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, so now we'll be talking about Attack on Titans, yay! yay! Or also known as Shin. <laughs> oh my god, this is an awful, and I'm sorry to whoever I offend with my horrible pronunciation. Shinji no Kojin. I th- please again, I'm I don't know words. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, back at it again with things missing from the anime. Again, important, important characters. characters. So, that's always important with anime. Like, oh my god, yes.、Uh, sorry, we didn't pronounce this, but still. Important animes. And I think the number one big hit was with Levi or Which, Captain Levi. 
which is like one of the biggest characters in Attack on Titans. And like, it was just like, they took him out because of, from what I've heard, they couldn't pronounce his name. So they changed his name and they changed the way of the character. So basically he's not even in it. And and then a lot of characters were no a lot of no not a lot of characters a lot of fans were just like, why? why? So there was that <laughs> happening. It's an important character and a favorite character both in one. Just just oh oh goodness just. That's where you lost. That's what they lost it. <laughs> yep. And then there was another one. Things that were like re- things that were placed like uh some characters um i think marco was one of them that they were also replaced but they didn't replace gene and i'm just like really you can't have one without the other i know and a lot of characters i know a lot of fans were just like okay like took away levi look really really so i took away him and i'm just like so there was that, and then the character that was that was supposed to replace Levi, from what I've heard from my sources, was that he tried to rape Aaron. I mean, and I, that did not happen in anime. Just you know, I I I hope not. I mean, I I wouldn't. I just oh god, like you already messed up like the movie already with just taking out the important character and the and the very character, but just I, I just. I just can't. And then the choice of casting was, okay, everyone knows that the characters in the anime are German because of the names and where they live. And then, but the, but the, uh, but the actors, sorry, but actors and actresses were Japanese, obviously. So there was that choice of casting, which is like, you know, obviously, because if you live in a place just where Japanese people, Japanese actors, which I don't know, I could go with that, but. I don't know. Step, uh, kept to the details, but you know. Yeah, and then there was so much rage within like the fan base. Like they were so mad that they that they did this to Attack on Titans. I know, and it's just like so much rage for a fan base. And then like, why would you take away a character? And then what was the graphics? Just I don't know. I just I couldn't find it believable in the in the movie. I just I just couldn't. Just, I don't know, the Titans seemed a little weird. And then when Aaron went Titan, it just, I don't, I don't know. It, like, it didn't fit in. It just, I don't know. It just, it looked, it looked, like, unprofessional in a way. And I'm just, I don't know. Like, okay, what about you? Like, what were you, to you, what were the graphics? Because. Uh, I'm just saying at least they tried. <laughs> but it wasn't good as it should have been. I yeah. mean, there are really good graphics out there. Yes. But they did not take take that kind of development into Attack on Titans, yes. the live action. I, I very much agree. But then again, there's always always production and money. But just like, try your best with what you have, and you just you just just at least you tried your best in a way in places I don't know where. And then like you take away good characters, and it's like, <sighs> it just I cannot tell you how important Levi was. He was just, like important. He's the one who trains everyone else. Yes, like even though he was standing at like very small, he was very short. Yeah, and then he was he was just like a serious character. That was it. He was he was very serious. He he was, and he has suffered like a lot of, you know, you know, obviously since people dying because of Titans, and you know him losing a lot of uh, awesome allies. It just I don't know why would you take that away from fans? Hmm. That's what makes just because you yeah. couldn't pronounce the name. Yeah, and then that's what makes it real. 
exactly. It's just like, but then it replaced him with something else, and I just, I just couldn't deal. I don't know. But what are you gonna do? It was made. Hopefully, you know, people, real fans are just like, you know, watching the anime, reading the manga, and are just like, this is where it's at. And I so demand like a remake. Yeah. And, um, oh my, <laughs> wishing for a remake. Just like like better graphics, hopefully, and then you know better plot, obviously, and then characters being kept, obviously, because that's always important, obviously. So. All right. And now moving on to the next one, that that is coming up new to Netflix, Death oh. Note. So we shall play the trailer. Yes. written in this note shall die. Shall we begin? Hi, and welcome back. That was the trailer for Death Note. The Netflix original, obviously. So it hasn't it hasn't come out yet. There's just been an announcement. Yes, but there's already so much hate on it. <laughs> I the hate the controversy. Just whoa. So let's quickly just discuss choice of casting. The main thing that people fans are angry about is L. Yeah. So they're immediately down to detail fans who immediately just can't handle or just like he looks nothing like L, the yeah. actor portraying him. So L in uh in the anime and the comics, he's just this weird, quirky character. With very pale skin. And he has like dark circles under his eyes and he sits like weird, He sits like, all scrunched and quiet. And he has like dark uh spiky hair. And he's just wears a white shirt and some jeans and is very footless. Yeah. But in the Netflix series that's about to come out, he's portrayed not exactly down to detail. He is played, if I remember correctly, by an African American man who is also known for, you know, playing quirky you know, creepy characters, which L pretty much is, and stuff like that. And me, I'm being open-minded here, and stuff like that, but what I'm trying to be open-minded is just, like, maybe he could portray, portray him just as good. Maybe, but what I, what I was thinking was that they're going to make their own version of L through the yeah. Netflix series, just like how in 13 Reasons Why all the characters are not exactly how they were in the book. It's kind of like their own version. That is very true. And then same thing for light, and then same thing for this uh, shim. I can't Shinigami. pronounce it. Shinigami. Yeah, Shimshagi. and stuff like that. He's also played by a character um, that's also played by another character that was in Fault in Our Stars that played the author. That played the author that was a drunk. 
and everyone's just immediately just like, why are you doing this to our favorite series and stuff like that? But it's okay. It's it. I hope it. Hopefully, it's gonna be fine. It's not gonna mess up any plots or um, storylines that's gonna happen, or you know, hopefully not kill anyone. You know, because yeah, don't mind the pun. But hopefully, it's gonna be fine. And I and I completely agree with the down to detail detail fans. I mean, you want the characters to be just as the book, manga, and the show. You want it to be like that, which is a hundred percent true. But still, think of the bright side. How would these people portray them? So there's that. Which, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Which makes sense. So, and then there's um, the finding of the Death Note. So in the anime, if uh, the Shinigami drops it, quote quote, and uh, it falls on the floor. And then, like, Yagami, the main character, he goes, he's walking, and he steps, he goes upon it. Like, he sees it, and he picks it up, and he's like, oh, what's this? And he takes it back. But in Netflix, in the Netflix uh, series, in the trailer, it shows that the Death Note falls right next to him, and then he picks it up, and it goes. Yeah, immediately, just like, yeah, that was one, because, like, if you didn't know where it came from and stuff like that, it would like why would it just immediately show up to him specifically? That really shows like oh he's the main character, and the other one is just like he just stumbled upon it and that was it. Yeah, like it would be better if he did stumble upon it, right? Yeah, instead of it just being next to him, he's like oh look I'm a main character, like look at this <laughs> and stuff like that. But it was actually, but it was you know set the whole thing in motion like that, which makes sense. But it's like still like hmm, makes you wonder. And then there was another thing, and just, just I I don't know, just I don't know. It's I'm, just mainly about the L character. Yeah. Also, that I like, cause a lot of people are like, you know, how we're talking about like not down to detail. Well, some people say like, oh, since you know Netflix is getting so much hate, maybe they'll just stop the whole thing in production at that. And I'm just like, hmm, which is interesting because. I don't know. It's if it's already has the trailer for it, might as well just go through with it and see how that happens. Which you know, but like I don't know. Like, what about your opinion? Like, how do you feel about I just, it? I just say they should just keep making, just see what happens. At least release like the first season and see where that goes from. Oh yeah, at least it'll get let you know. You'll be given a pilot, like most shows and movies do. Not movies, shows do, which is always making sense. In the begin in the beginning, and then wait all the way until the last season. Well, not last season, you know, ending of season one. So there's always that. And then, yeah, I mean, hopefulness goes to all those, all those you know who care, obviously, and you know down to detail fans. Hopefully they'll get their hatred down enough to watch it and see how it goes. Like, cause like you know in most TV shows you don't know how it's gonna be. So might as well watch the first episode all the way down to the end and just see where it goes from there. Hopefully everybody has good reviews on it because it is a Netflix original. A lot of Netflix originals are pretty good. So, I'm like, you know, 13 reasons why. So, just that. All right. We're going to play um, what Mary did, which is called Imagination. It's her sound piece. Yep. Pretty excited for it. And um, I hope you guys like, because 
you know, I put a lot of hard work into it. I mean, yeah. it's good imagination, especially. So, like, what's it about, though? Like, to me, um, I've been not writing books for a while, but just, like, always thought of, you know, teleporting somewhere else other than the reality world. And I'm just like, hey, how about I do a sound piece for it? And then I did. And then it just, you know, talks about how, like, I, like, how through my whole, you know, when I was 10, when I was 9, when I was 13, just, like, watching my first animes, reading fan fiction for once. Um, and then, you know, just like, oh, like, this is a thing. I, I can also do this as well. And then immediately just, like, start writing stories and getting into the habit of reading. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is better than the real world. And, like, I can jump into this whenever I'm sad or, like, I need somebody. I can just jump into this. And I just, like, wanted to do that as well. So I just wanted—I just really wanted to show people, like, hey, you're not the only one who discovered anime There's and all these TV shows that you love so much and stuff like that. Zazu, Zazu, Zazu. Imagination. Zazu means imagination in Japanese. Imagination is the ability to form pictures or ideas of new and exciting things in your mind, or even to wander off into cool and amazing places you thought of. I like to live in my own little world. Yes, my own little world. Are you wondering how it is? Well, let's start from the beginning. A few years back, my cousin got this awesome fighting style game called Naruto. Naruto is an anime. The game was about him finding other characters in the show. We played this game until the end, and that means it took us about a week to finish it. And that was my first approach to anime. I didn't know what it was. I was amazed at the animation characters. Naruto took my breath away. A blonde-haired boy who wears a ton of orange, who is housing this demon inside him, and has dreams of becoming a Hokage, a chief in his ninja village, along with his adventures. Slightly, anime catch my attention, but not all that much for a 9 or 10 year old me, forgetting all about it after that week. Couple of months later, that same cousin showed me another anime called Sergeant Frog. An alien frog that came along with his comrades, or friends, wanted to take over Earth. Well, not really. Hashtag spoiler alert. He kind of fell in love with the Earth as much as I did with him after the first episode. Sergeant Frog was my first favorite anime. With him, I started to imagine myself as part of the story. Yes, me as an anime character. Many times, I caught myself mentally wandering off. I didn't realize that was only the beginning of what was to come. My search through the sea of the internet was difficult and different. I did find fan-written stories that included you, the reader, into whatever world you want to jump into. I became unstoppable. I merged myself beyond Sergeant Frog after reading a couple of interesting stories. I got into different genres of animes, like sci-fi, action-based, and scary horror too. But my absolute favorite ended up to be magical and fantasy. Why? Well, for me it was the type of anime, the one where I can realistically put myself in without realities in that world, if that makes any sense. It's like not going to that job you don't really like or worrying about school and homework, only about going to an important ball or party, fighting dragons and saving people, being the hero.
Black Butler is very similar to that. Black Butler is about a boy who made contract with a demon, and now that demon serves that boy as a butler in 19th century London. I love this show the most because of the story it's telling and some of the characters on the show. I absolutely adore. Beside the main characters keep secrets and hide things that you want to know and find out as much as the other characters do. When you find out what that secret is, it's totally mind-blowing. Hashtag I won't spoil this for you. Hashtag imagine that. Yes, imagination. Imagination can be overreactive sometimes, but it is a creative thing to have. When I can, I stop everything I'm doing and just wander off into my own little world, which isn't so little anymore. I try to put what I thought of into stories, and now I can say I write those spin-off stories about the enemies I jump into. We're back, and you're listening to What's Up, uh, WLPNLP, uh, Chicago 105.5 FM. Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolkali, and Little Village. Yay. Now we're moving on to one of my favorite topics. Comics. Roll, please. Oh. <laughs> Take it away. Comics and their live actions. I personally love Amazingly them. enough, action, live action movies are always the best. Oh my Some God. ways. <laughs> hey. Woo. <laughs> All right, the first one on our list is Captain America, Civil War. Oh, heartbreaks already coming back already. Just like, <laughs> oh, no, the feels. But in the comics, it was worse. <laughs> oh, goodness. In the comics, uh, things that were missing from the movie was that um, Captain America actually died in <gasps> Civil War. Cue gasp. <gasps> what? <laughs> he actually dies by crossbow. Um yeah, he gets. Uh, he was betraying them the whole time. Oh goodness! So he shoot him on the spot. So it was like very heartbreaking. It was. He dies after civil war had happened. After he, like, you know. So like you know, in, like in the movie wise, it would be like you know the whole thing happens like oh okay, and immediately just die of a sniper just like. Yep. Cue exactly heartbreak all the way in the background. Just that's exactly how it went. Oh goodness. <laughs> and then. There was a bunch of other superheroes heroes, heroes killed. Oh, sorry. Like, and the way it started isn't, isn't the way... The way it started in the movie isn't the way it started in the comics. The, the way it started in the comics was that there are these um, uh, superheroes called the New Warriors. They're a bunch of teens who have their own TV shows and go out and fight crime. Like it's a like like, like, like a reality TV show like yeah, exactly. you would usually see. Oh, interesting. And they had not known to one part where they're gonna fight this guy named Nitro. He is one of the deadliest supervillains out there. And the new warriors decided like, oh, let's go fight this guy. Oh goodness, I already see the downfall. <laughs> <laughs> so they go fight him, and Nitro, if you guys don't know, explodes. So what he does is he explodes and kills all the new warriors and a school full of children with them. Oh, it was good. a huge, giant explosion. It oh. looked like a bomb had set off. Oh, goodness. And that's when they started, okay, this is what we need, the Registration Act. And oh. that's how Civil War started. 
that makes a lot more sense other than just like this happened in the movie and then this you know apparently immediately just like this because you know in most movies just like like oh like that that makes no sense that one thing just happened and immediately everything just sets off that yeah. makes more sense yeah and the movie was pretty similar it was the same concept it was the superheroes they were causing too much collateral damage and they needed control yeah basically. Um, things that were interesting in Civil War was that, um, was that technically it was Bucky and Ultron that caused the cause of Civil War, because Ultron, when the Avengers tried to stop Ultron, a whole bunch of collateral damage happened, and then there was Bucky. Uh, Captain America did not want Bucky to be taken away, and that would happen if they did sign to the Registration Act. Again, heartbreak in the background everyone knows just like what what because then they know in the original movie just like bucky was a very big part of you know steve steve's life and stuff like that and then you know having him ripped away from his arms and then being brought back again as somebody who doesn't even know himself that that's heartbreaking yeah like he lost everything else was like oh my god and that's what makes it hard to choose what side, Iron Man or Captain America. Because in the comics, it was pretty easy to decide. It's like, oh, yeah, go with Captain America. But in the movie... They made it just so so difficult and stuff exactly. like that. I couldn't choose a side either. All my all my friends and family choose, chose the side. Like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm Team Stark. Like, oh, no, I'm Team, you know, Cap. And I'm over here just like, I'm in the middle. I can't choose. There's too many feelings in the way. Yeah, I love both of them. I can't. I, I just can't. And another thing is... I like how they introduced Spider-Man in Civil War. That was like one of the best things in there. I liked it. His I liked it the way he like reacted when Tony Stark was in his apartment with uh, Aunt May, and it was just so funny because like he went into his room and immediately took out his suit out of the attic door, and he's just like, "How do you know all these things and stuff like that?" It's like obviously, yeah. And so now we go to the good and the ugly. Oh dear. <laughs> I mean, I find it good that Cap didn't die because then, like, it's Captain America, man. Like, One you can't just thing. kill off a character like that. That's, that's, because nobody, nobody wants to produce heartbreak. Yeah, but again, no superheroes die, but it's a civil war. There, there needs to be heartbreak to make it feel re- yes. real. Yeah, because if you just, because if you just keep all the characters alive, then, like, is there even a real situation that you can bring this into real life? Yeah. I mean, that, that you're very right about that. But then again, they did show Tony Stark emotionally broken, which is killing him inside. I was like, oh, why would you do that to that my baby? That fighting scene just just feels everywhere. Just like, like he at, in the one of the movie clips and stuff like that was that Stark had the perfect shot to shoot Steve, but the thing is, he covered himself. Exactly. And that was sad because like it makes it even harder what side to choose. Like. It was hard. And then, like, the part where, um, like, you know, Steve and Bucky were walking away, uh, Tony was just like, that's, like, that's my father's shield and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I don't, I don't need it. Just drops it. And, and I'm just like, heartbreak throughout the whole cinema because, like, he used to be friends. It's like, I thought so too. Like, no. That scene, though. And then another thing was that, they didn't add the Fantastic Four. I know that that uh, Marvel Disney doesn't have the rights to Fantastic Four or the X Men, but those were those two groups are very important, especially um, Mister Incredible, the yeah. guy that stretches. 
and Professor Xavier because they need him. He's the one that runs X Men. The group, exactly, the and stuff like that. But it's like I think you know the comics, you know, way way back, and then now everything's changing. Everybody's owning everything. It's just like, oh yeah, I own this and I own this. You can't have any of these. And it's just like, okay, we'll have to make do with what we have, which was you know Captain America Civil War. Yeah. So Disney, you need to get the rights for Fantastic Four and X Men. Get, get, please get get on that real quick, please, because we need that. We need that remake immediately. So, yeah. Okay, now we'll play the trailer for Doctor Strange. Dun dun. So that's dun. our next one. All right. Doctor Strange. You think you know how the world works? What if I told you? The reality you know is one of many. This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. So based. Yes. Yes. Awesomeness everywhere in this movie making. I love Benedict. Hello again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I just want to say I love Doctor Strange so much. It was a good movie. It's a good comic. So good. Just And I love how Benedict Cumberbatch, the guy who plays Doctor Strange, looks so much like him. I, yeah. It's so uncanny. It's just... When he was playing him, I was like, my heart burst. And I was like, yes. yes. The beginning right. of that movie, though, just... Yes. Enough fangirl about him. Anyway, yes. <laughs> let's get back on topic, guys. Yeah. Okay, so in the comics, um, there's this character named the Ancient One. In the comics, it's a boy. Well, it's a male. In the movie, it's a female. Which I think is, you know, a pretty good switch up because everyone's like, because in, you know, in the movie, just like this is like, oh, yeah, Ancient One and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, you're looking at the wrong person. It's this person, not, not this person. Like, uh, oh. Immediately, everyone's just like, interesting, interesting. Which, especially for me. Since, like, like, you read the comics, I haven't. I watched the movie, you have as well. So, we're just, like, immediately contrast and stuff like that. Exactly. And, uh, if you guys don't know who the Ancient One is, the Ancient One is the person who trains Doctor Strange into the journey of being a sorcerer. And, spoilers alert, um, in the movie, she dies... But in the comics, she doesn't, well, he doesn't die. He technically becomes one with the universe. He's still alive, but not really. Like, he's just. He's alive spiritually, but not alive physically. Is exactly. That what exactly like that. Interesting. I literally heard that, like, spiritually and physically, but just, like, interesting. Like, wow. Because, like, they, but, like, because in the movies, like, like, she died, and that was it. Like, she didn't, she was gone all the knowledge she had with her was just out the window and then you know you know strange and the rest of the his allies just had to do it by himself it was so heartbreaking when she died though it was so heartbreaking oh my god but still i was kind of upset when i found out that she she wasn't supposed to die technically she was supposed to be one with the universe yes um the other thing is the real reason dr strange went broke uh, in the movie, it says what well, shows Doctor Strange wanting to fix his hands because he was in a fatal car accident. 
And what? he's a surgeon, and he needs his hands. And he, yes. Like, when the car accident scene came, I just immediately, like, sadness, overwhelming, because everything went set off from right there. Yeah. Just. And, yeah, in the movie, it shows him um, paying so many people to fix his hands. But in the comics, it's not like that. In the comics, he refused to do surgery with his broken hands. He just didn't inspect anything because he knew he couldn't do it right no more. So he just stopped working. That's how he went broke. That's basically it. That's interesting. Like, that that makes a lot of sense. Wow. That made so much sense. Yeah. I mean, him him trying to fix his hands does make sense, too. But the way how Stephen Strange is would make more sense that he would just stop working. Just like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, I think in the movie there was a clip... Where there was a movie in in the clip, oh goodness, uh, where it's like like I could have done better, like nobody else could do better than me, and I'm the one who messed up. And then you know turmoil, sadness, going depression, just just watching a good man just go back. But then you know finding that temple and immediately just having all this training, just like so cool. Yeah, it is. I, I, I would want to become a sorcerer myself. <laughs> Obviously. And another thing is there's this other character, character named Mardo. He, he in the movie is a close friend to Stephen Strange while he's in training. But in the comics, he's actually, he actually hated Doctor Strange forever. Since he first got there, he had always hated him. He always wanted his... Re- like and the movie wrench. doesn't even say that it's just like oh like oh like he came here for some assistance and stuff like that we should probably help him out and it's like oh okay let's just help him out and i'll just like encourage him to the end nope i hated this guy with my guts yes exactly he wanted stefan strange dr strange dead he wanted him dead for the longest time oh goodness i thought it'd be always like- supposed to be the villain Oh, I'm over here just like, oh, like, I don't like this guy. Like, let, let, let me discourage him and say, like, you're not going to be able to do this. Nope, I want him dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. but that was also interesting. Like, the way they did it, they decided to make them friends. Because then it brought more heartbreak up the, in the end. <laughs> yeah. Because in the end of the movie, uh, technically, um, uh, Doctor Strange had betrayed Mordo. That really... He just that Doctor Strange became more powerful than Mortal, and that's what Mortal was building up to be. Oh, so that's Noobie just him. comes up into your job and immediately steals your job and does it better than you. Exactly. <laughs> that's why he hated him in the comics because he knew he was stronger. Oh goodness, just oh my! I don't know. That's hard to comprehend. I mean, like, just Noobie takes your job, does it better than you. Oh, oh God! Anything else to continue? Uh, one more thing, and it's about the Infinity Infinity Stones. <gasps> I was waiting for this moment, like, <laughs> a lot. Uh, I, it's very interesting that they decided to put the Time Stone, one in the Infinity Stone, inside the, uh, the Eye of Magomoto, which yeah. is, and it, it's not like, it's not in the comics because he needs that. He really does need that. That's what makes him... Doctor Strange. Yeah, just the the, neck, the amulet that he's wearing. Yeah, it's and stuff like that. iconic to him. And what we usually see in like across the Marvel universe, um, especially in Thor and stuff like uh, a Thor, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity Stones. 
Yeah. And it's always at the ending credits. Nobody ever knows this. It's always at the ending you credits. You can't forget about the Avengers with the I Tesseract. Know. And I was always like so excited because it's like, oh, like there's going to be a crossover. I'm, gonna so, I'm so going to wait for this. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it's interesting because to get that Infinity Stone, they would have to destroy the Ayamoto. Agamotto. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, interesting. Exactly. Very interesting. Exactly. Just like. You have to take an eye, and it's like, would that person survive? Probably didn't. No. 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 So. You know, Thanos is going to go after Doctor Strange first because he's one of the most powerful um, Marvel characters there. Yes. And then find the rest of them because, like, one oh. of the, I know a few of the Infinity Stones are hidden secret. Like, one has one of, one of the Infinity Stones, I think, is the Space Gem, the purple one obviously, is hidden with the Nova Core in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then there was another one from the Tesseract, which is also still, I think, is still in the Marvel Universe or um, with a collector in Guardians of the Galaxy. But I'm not very sure. All I know is they're spread out across the galaxy and Thanos yeah. is trying to get it. And they're spelling out Thanos to places where each Infinity Stone is at. So the Tesseract T for Thanos, uh, where some have seen age. Yeah. We have the Anther, which is the yeah. red one. This is, I'm sorry, I can't really remember it. <laughs> so it was the Anther, and then it was the Space Gem, which uh, Novacore still has. Yeah, which was, oh, I can't remember. And then there was the, I not not the Mind Gem. I know there was another yeah, one. Yeah, the Mind Gem. Oh, yeah, the Mind Gem. That's, that's Vision. Yep. I'm happy Vision has it, because Vision is such a little Yeah, but then character. Vision will die, because they need the Infinity Stone. Thanos needs the Infinity Stone. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. sorry, guys. Feels... I'm sorry, I had to I bring feel, it down. I feel you out there, people. Just like, the, I can't have them. Can't have them dead. Alright. Um, so, next one we'll do is the Batman trilogy. <gasps> dun dun dun! Hey guys, we're back. Back at it again. <laughs> um, this time we're talking about the Batman trilogy. I know there's a lot of Batman fans, but me personally, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a Superman fan. Just like, <laughs> haters, haters, I know, but still, love me my Superman. Okay, this is going to go up pretty quick. So, first of all, uh, the Batman trilogy aren't actually, ba- they're based on different comics and the series, and they put it together, basically each Batman movie different like different comics just mush yeah the thing is the thing that bothers me most of all is that they don't show the first Robin at all they show him at the end but that's not even him like that's not even one of the Robins out of the many Robins Batman has like 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 his yeah of course his name is Robin obviously but just like that's not even his name and it's not even him so why exactly and then the first one, his name is uh, Richard Dick Grayson. And his the reason why it was Robin, because his family called him Robin. Obviously, a nickname. And that's how it went on. But yeah, like, they didn't show him at all. It's like, what up? What's that? What What is this about? Why? Really? You, Batman and Robin. You can't, you can't just add him into the end of the trilogy and expect us to be like, oh, yay. Yeah, no, some of us are going to get really, really mad. Yeah, and but, then his name at the end, it's Robin 
Oh. Oh. Uh, it's, it's just weird that they made Robin the first name. Yeah, just like, it was a nickname, guys. It was a nickname. Like, we all know this. Oh, it was Robin John Blake. That's what it was. Robin Robin oh. John Blake. You hear this, guys? Do you hear this? You already hear the disdain in her voice. I mean, just... I mean, I'm a big Marvel fan, but I love Batman. I'm just... just. DC's a little disappointed over here. Just like, really? 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 <laughs> and then, like, some small little things in a movie. It was like... um, In the movie, it showed that his him and his parents were going to an opera, and then uh, they got mugged and died. His yeah. parents died. But in the movie... I mean, the movie. I'm sorry. In the comics, <laughs> it was... Uh, they went to go see The Mark of Zorro. That's where they went to go see. Because that's how Batman... Uh, that's the character he wanted to portray himself. That makes a lot of sense. Because a uh, lot of people are just yeah. like, why did he go bat? I mean, that makes no sense. I mean, sure, there's a cave under his mansion and all, but like, really? Bat? That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. And then, also with the way he, how he became Batman, in the movie, it showed that he fell down a well and then a cab, or he fell down a ditch or something and the wave of bats carried him up. That's not how it went. Not, not at all, guys. In the I mean, comics, Batman is afraid of bats. He's as dressed as his thing he fears is of. the most. I mean, I mean, if, like if I was afraid, you know, for example, of scarecrows, you know, <laughs> hash, you know, hashtag scarecrow lovers out there, because you know there is a villain called Scarecrow. I dress up as a scarecrow because that's the thing I fear most. Might as well just wear it. Yeah, and then the suit for the suit in the comics. Uh, it's a bit like, you know, classic, just skin tight. I mean, skin yeah. tight spandex yeah, and a cape. And, yeah. And in the movie, it's more like high tech. And that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. That's, they came out really good with that own version. It's not like they would mess it up in any way possible, right? Yeah. Talking to you, you know, Batman versus Superman. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about, we don't talk, don't bring this We don't, we don't talk about that. And then... I think I like in the movie, it's good that they didn't really add into Batman's many, many relationships with different women. <laughs> in the comics, he had so many relationships. I'm just glad they kind of took that out because yeah. his doesn't work good when there's other people around. It's f- it's funny because like you say that and it's immediately just like... Cause wait, wait. Robin's okay to be around though. That's right. It, it's it's 100% fine. But it's like when like we're talking about relationships, like intimate ones like that, just like, oh no, he's just a loner. He doesn't he doesn't have any relationships like that other than well, you know, but having a friend, Robin. And it's just like, but that makes no sense. I mean, what what? But I don't I don't know. I guess it's just like that then. So Yeah. And then in the movie, they kind of failed to show him, show him how good of a martial artist he is. And then how, sh- how they failed to show him how great detective he is. Yes, Batman is a detective, guys. He just doesn't look through police files and it's like, oh, I got to take care of this person. No, he actually investigates these things. So, yeah. And I, I completely agree with you in the martial artist thing. And martial artist, how great he was. I mean... I, I think in the comics it did show like he trained so long and like so hard and then just to be say like oh he was just really good because of his stature and build no he actually trained to get where he is 
So I completely agree with that. I actually interviewed people. We asked questions, and I interviewed them. And basically the questions were, like, about superheroes. Are they real? Are they not? Who's your favorite? Uh, what is a superhero, basically? Like, what does it mean for a superhero to you? What does a superhero mean to you? Yeah. Yes. Basically. My name's Jacqueline Circle. I'm in 10th grade. Uh, Alan Flores. Maria. Cruz. Mr. Bloom. My name is Karen. My name is Michelle Soto. What is a superhero to you? To me, a superhero is someone who's not afraid to stand for what they believe and tries to make a difference in the world. A superhero to me is, well, obviously a hero from like a comic book. You know, one, those guys you hear about, you know, from radiation, they get powers. You know, they use those powers for good. To me, a superhero is someone who goes above and beyond what they're told to do. A superhero is someone who goes out of their way for other people on a daily basis. My idea of a superhero is, I, I guess maybe it's like someone like has like confidence like to kind of like be brave and to stand up for what they believe in. I think that's my idea of a superhero. Um, a superhero to me is someone that isn't afraid of anything and saves the day. They don't need any special powers or weapons as long as they're out there willing to help people. A superhero is real. Yes, but not exactly like having power type of humans. Like I do feel like there's people out there that do try to make a difference in the world. No, obviously not. They're just like fiction, you know? Mm, no, they're not real. Yes. Uh, I think they're, they come in forms of anyone who's willing to help someone at their own risk. Um, from firemen to policemen to teachers to anyone who's a, in, in the field of public service. I, I believe they are. I mean, like, you know, not flying in the air as superheroes, but I think maybe politically at times, yeah, politically. And also, I think they're like found within people, like how they can stand up and just like not care about what society says and stick up for what they truly believe in. Superheroes are real to me because they could be anyone or anything that comes to your rescue when you need it. Who's your favorite superhero? Captain America. Uh, my favorite superhero has to be Quicksilver. Uh, my favorite superhero is Deadpool. Spider-Man. I think it would have to be, this may be kind of basic, but Superman. I think my favorite superhero would be Batman. Alright guys, we're done. Time yep. to go to the other hour. We'll be leaving. Bye. Alright, you're listening to What's Up at um, WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yokai, and Little Village. I'm yeah. Lisette Nunez. And I'm Sylvia Mraz. And bye, guys. Bye. Hello. It's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up? Again.
In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the